So why is Vatican II so controversial? And if you know anything about the modern church, you know that it is indeed very controversial. Yeah, this is the main event right here. Yeah, especially if you hang out in traditionalist circles. This is like all they talk about, really. Yeah. First, we have to ask the question very vital to the discussion. Does Vatican II contain error or heresy? We're going to go over three of the most controversial documents from the council. They're often brought up by what I call rad trads, radical traditionalists. Okay. Mad trads is a synonym, very angry all the time, (laughs) (laughs) especially about Pope Francis quite justly often. So first, let's go over Light of the Nations. This was a dogmatic constitution on the church, a very long document, I think maybe the longest. But the controversy is around one sentence. Uh, saying that the church subsists in the Catholic church. So this might seem to go against the doctrine that outside the church there is no salvation. Extra ecclesia nolum salus. So that's, that's what is generally considered the norm right there. That was what it was before the council. Like before outside Vatican the church II. there is no, yes, outside the church there is no salvation. Okay, makes sense. But of course there are cases of like people who never heard of the church and all that. But yeah. anyways. They, the traditionalists say that instead of saying the church subsists in the Catholic Church, they should have said the church is the Catholic Church, as in there is no bigger entity that contains the Catholic Church. Yeah. It's like we are the church and everyone else is not the church. Hey, because of what is that bigger entity? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the question. This leaves some ambiguity about what the church is and who can be saved. I will say that like Pope Benedict XVI has addressed it and tried to mollify the, the conservatives saying like, oh, it doesn't mean that the church is this like includes Protestants in the proper sense. I won't get into that. You can look into it on your own. It's very complicated and the Latin is complicated too. Secondly, Nostra Aetate, in our time. This was a declaration which discussed the relationship between Catholics and other religions. This ought to get interesting. There can be true elements in any religion, and the church does not respect or does not reject truth, although the Catholic Church contains the whole truth. So these other religions may contain elements of it, especially like Protestantism and Judaism. And so what you're saying right there, that was from Vatican II. Yes. Okay, so they were saying in Vatican II, some people may have some truth. We have the whole thing. Yes. Gotcha. Like, of course, the Orthodox have a ton of truth, yeah. like maybe 95% truth. This also comes from Bishop Fulton Sheen. He, he said something similar, but it also said we need to have dialogue between religions. Fair enough. Jews as a whole are not responsible for the death of Jesus. Previously, mo- like I think probably a majority of people of Catholics thought, yeah, we can blame Blame Jews, all the Jews. Blame <laughs> all the Jews for deicide or killing God. Yeah. It's a big, a pretty big uh, charge. <laughs> Maybe the biggest charge. Yeah, yeah, actually, the biggest charge. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. So it said, don't be Uh, (laughs) anti-Semitic, y'all. Because this was written, of course, after the Holocaust. Yeah, pretty close after, only uh, like 20 years. Yeah, they were like Pope John the 23rd was the pope after the, what some people call Hitler's pope. It's completely unfounded. But he was just the pope who was was alive at the time. He was the pope during the Nazi, yeah, during World War II and when the Nazis were in power. Yeah, that's that's pretty crummy to call him Hitler's pope. Yeah, well, some people say he, like, just didn't oppose Hitler or, like, liked what he was doing to the Jews or whatever, but it's not true. At most, he was cowardly. And they talk about Muslims, too, that they, quote, adore the one God and honor the Virgin Mary and Jesus. The second part is definitely true. They don't see Jesus as God, but they see him as, like, the best prophet besides Muhammad. Yeah, like second best. Yeah, second best. So they, 
They set the Virgin Mary and Jesus out on a higher platform than the Jews do, for instance. Yes, they certainly do. So it was controversial when they said they adore the one God. Are they saying that... Are they saying that Muslims worship the same God as Christians? It, it brings up a good point. I think a lot of the theologians would say, yes, we do worship the same God. Like all three worship the yeah, same God. I mean, it's mostly taken for granted that Jews do. Yeah. But it's, it's more contentious to say that Muslims do. We won't get into that today because that would take up a whole other hour if we really yeah. wanted to. But that was controversial. So we should also encourage peace betre- between religions and forget about past conflicts. Mm -hmm. Okay, thirdly, dignitatis humanae, of the dignity of the human person. It was a declaration which states that the church supports religious liberty. Now, this was actually the point that caused the SSPX to to form. We we discussed it privately. It was the point which really caused Archbishop Lefebvre to reject Vatican II after he had already signed it. But, oh. you know, decades later, he, it caused him to say that I don't accept Vatican II because religious freedom is not the, the magisterium of the church. The trads, as I said, would argue that the previous teaching was something more akin to religious toleration, which means you can have a confessor state, like the, the official state religion is Catholicism. But then uh, you would you would tolerate the other religions, but you may do like public funds and stuff to to the Catholic Church. The document still allows for confessional states where Catholicism is the official state religion, but acknowledges that most states in the modern era are secular. It is not an endorsement of religious indifferentism, which is the belief that it doesn't really matter what religion you are, we all go to heaven, all that kind of stuff. It was just a political declaration. Of course, we must not tolerate untruth in the church, and we should promote Catholicism everywhere. So those are the three really controversial documents. In Vatican II. Yes. But for, for the sake of history, something else happened. Okay, so we've got the spirit of Vatican II. And this was the notion that Vatican II threw all doctrines into question, and the liturgy and dogmas were flexible. This led to all sorts of abuses by priests and some bishops, like irreverent masses, messing with the liturgy, progressive messages from the pulpit, etc. The Vatican II documents were more conservative that the spirit advocates conceded. Here are some uh, American trends from 1970 to uh, 2020. Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Total priests have gone from 59,192 down to 35,513, 40% decrease. The number of religious, uh, like monks, nuns, etc., decreased by about 70%. 29.5 million are former Catholics. That's in America only. In America, 30 million people, that means, used to be Catholic and are not now. That's a lot. That's a huge chunk. Catholics went from 26% to 22% of the population in the United States, right? Yes. Uh, Despite a huge influx of largely Catholic immigrants from the South, Catholic schools are down 50%. 23% of Catholics attend Mass weekly compared to 55% in 1970. 85% of people who are confirmed as Catholics, stop practicing the faith by 21 years old. That's the worst out of all. That's ouch. That's a big, bad one. Uh, Traditionalists argue that Vatican II caused these bad statistics. That's just what they argue. While others say it would have happened anyway because of general trends in religion due to secularism and liberalism. So there are some different ideas there. What would the church be like without the council? It's impossible to say what would have happened in an alternate timeline. But here are some statistics on American Christianity according to Gallup. The percent of Protestants uh, has gone from 65% in 1970 to 37% in 2020. 
with 9% being non-specific Christians, so more of those non-denominational people. So at best, you could say 46% Protestant. In 1970, 91% of Americans were Christian. Now, 68%. Yikes. And a lot of those people don't practice. Yes. So they'll just identify as Christian, but they don't practice, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Religious nuns, uh, not N-U-N, but N-O-N-E-S, went from 3% to 20%. That's a lot. Uh, It must be noted that all religion has declined in the West uh, besides maybe Islam. But Christianity is booming in Africa and other places throughout the world. So it's not all a sad story. Is Vatican II the cause of these gains? Who can say? Yeah, it's really speculation. Thanks for listening to the Sons of Antiquity Highlight Reel. To hear this clip in context and to enjoy our full-length episodes, check out the links in the description or search Sons of Antiquity on YouTube, BitChute, Spotify, or Apple and Google Podcasts.